at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. All so, on my limited view. Yes. Every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. And Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God. There's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I... It's Friday night. It's time for Bamptastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. FM. I am so excited to bring you a wonderful show tonight. David Zunzu Kersher is out tonight. I'm going to be running my own board and being on stage. We've got Shane Kenny running the door. We're all going to get it done. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. We've got people in the house. I'm going to go out there and do jokes. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for being here at the clubhouse. I'm going to jump around and start this thing off. Enjoy the dulcet tones. Uh, Float and go. Yay, the next podcast has started. Yay, here we are. Yay. It's the showcase with people. Oh, bye, comics. Bye. Thank you for being here. Yay. Yay. Hey, it's Matthew Quirky. What a lovely thing. It's just door slamming. I wrote a joke today about millennials. Knock, knock. Who's there? Millennials. Get my fucking car door, you uber wench. Uh, because they're all the service economy. Here's the thing. All the millennials have so much money that we're all servants now. It's the new slave class. Like, I'm so excited that I can be a new servant for the kids with all the money. Yay, they have no matter. It's Downtown Abbey. Yay. I feel like I'm in Downtown Abbey all the time. I'm just one of the servants, and they're like, I want to fuck you. And I'm like, no, I just... There was a guy at the bar the other day. He was over 50, and he was, like, talking to me, and he said, are you a lesbian? And I said, I'm sorry, sir, if I'm not giving you the sexual attention you desire from a woman over 40. Fuck you. What the fuck, dude? I'm not giving, like, really, because everything. Well, you weren't giving me any vibes. I'm like, you're over 50. <laughs> like, really, what do you think? Your ego's writing checks. Your talent doesn't cash, sir. And you haven't bought me a drink yet. So I don't even know why I'm talking to you. You lucky bitch. They don't even realize what they have. Look at this. Yay. Thank you for that. Uh, welcome to Pam Dess's Comedy Clubhouse. The, I mean, the podcast starts at 8, so I figure that I might as well 
Like, we might as well use the time, whether the audience is here or not, whether the comics that are on the show are here or not, because <laughs> I just booked you today, and you were my new door guy. No, but we got, uh, we've got Mike Whitaker all the way from Santa Rosa. Great stuff. And you guys, you were probably here to see Edsel Mack, weren't you? Yeah, I know, and he can't make it because he has strep throat. Did you talk to him? Thank you so much for coming anyway. He's such just a gem, just a joy, just a huge, tasty drink of water. But in his stead, and they were both booked anyways, is Mike Whitaker, who is also a very tall, very gay super bear. So it's like, it's like, it's very, it's perfect. You guys, you get to, you get to see a... A younger version of the, not that any of the, there's, I love, I love Edsel, I don't know, that he's, he's ageless, what am I saying? He's like a fairy in a bear's body. He's like a twink in a bear's body. He's gorgeous and wonderful. I love him forever. I actually had some trans moments as a child. I, really the biggest one when, when I was 12, um, I was a me- mediocre girl ballerina. And I wanted to be a ballerina. Oh my, I danced like, I took four classes a week. I wanted to dance so much and I did. And my teacher said, you're never going to be a ballerina. I was a little squat and a little portly. And I said, I want to be a boy. Because if I was a boy ballerina, I'd be the best one in the fucking class. There was like one boy and he had sickle toes and could barely do a single turn. If they let me be the boy, I could just lift the lid. I was like, just let me wear the tights. I just want all the rights and privileges that belong with being a boy in ballet. Like, I just love ballet so much. I did. I also love boys. I've always loved, I've always, I've always felt like I, I knew I'd love. I was a junior high teacher for a while. I don't mean I love boys like that. I like love, I love broken toys and I like to fix them. And most junior high boys are very, very broken. That's a lot of fun. Most of them become comedians, and I'm like, oh, look, I'm hanging out with them. Yay. <laughs> wow. It's, it's the land of broken toys. Do, 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 do. I just, I wish I could, I would have been a professional ballerina if I would have been a boy. It's my one trans moment. I'm sorry it's so selfish. I know, like, other people are like, no, really. Like, I really feel this way. Like, I get it. I've always, yay! I've always, I always, like, Wanted to be a boy, though, because as a woman now, you know, when I make a decision, people form a committee. <laughs> if you're a dude and you make a decision, people just do it. I think, I don't know. I don't know how the world works. I'm so confused. It's all very, it's all very difficult. It's lovely to see you all here. I'm so glad that Havlinary Diamond looks like a witch. I love it. I think that we know, I think we need to bring witch back. I'm like, I can read and I'm over 40 and I have no kids. Fuck yeah, I'm a witch. Yeah. I want to be, I want to, I want to bring it back. That's the thing. It's so close to bitch. Like bitch is so derogatory and witch is so awesome. Like I have power and it's amazing. You're scared of me. Yay. <laughs> like, bitch and witch. So close yet so far away. Language. So political, you know? Language is so political. We deal with it every day. Everything that we say actually has power and it's difficult and it it affects us and it shapes us. And I hate to be like such a heavy-handed feminist. And I love the term heavy-handed because it comes from beating your wife too hard. Don't have a heavy hand. Don't beat that bitch too hard in the face because then you've got bruises and nobody, whoa, don't be too heavy-handed with the feminism, but I am. It's like, I don't, I don't know what to call myself. It's so rough. Like. I'm a human, right? I'm a person, 
I'm a female. We're all peephole. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I have to call myself the only thing I can, which is a feminist, because <laughs> it's the only word without the word men in it. It's actually spelled with an I. It's crazy because that's the thing. Men put their name on these dumb things. Like, I'm having it right now. I'm menstruating. What? It's the one thing you can literally never do. Menstruate. Your name is on the thing that you think is gross. That's fucking gross. Menstruate. Right? I think I just like. You know, I also, menopause. That one I get, like, I'm 44. <laughs> I can't wait to enter menopause. Men are just gonna pause on me. They're just not gonna be like, not too old. <laughs> like, fine, great, I'm up for that one. Fine, menopause, good. Actually can't wait to go through menopause. I mean, I'm, I am, I'm still, I'm having my period right now and it hurts so much. And I'm like, why is the entire Supreme Court still inside my uterus? Ow so much it's tiny space I actually when my uterus finally dies of disuse and never has a baby like for God's intended purpose or whatever I want to get a cool tattoo on it I want to get a tiny baby skeleton kitten a kitten a tiny kitten <laughs> curled up in my uterus it's like a kitten it's so cute <laughs> I wish I could birth a cat like man as a child, I had um, an imaginary friend. It was a large cat. It was a lady cat. Man, I wish it was a dude cat. I would fuck that dude cat. I want a baby kitten so bad. I want like a half kitten hybrid. If I could fuck a tiger, I'm down. I'm like, fuck yeah, like a half human, half tiger baby. So cute. Claws, a tail. What? I say science, yeah, forward, let's do this. Let's meld the cat-human DNA and be better, lazier, less or more efficient, depending on... <laughs> I'm sorry, I love cats. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't... I think about cats way too much. I, they, they like that outside. Actually, all day, this is how sick and sad my life is, and it's also so sad how your brain, like takes snippets and then sticks it in the memory chamber that just replays and replays and replays. And what I have right now is from like 2006. I love cats. I love every kind of cat. I just want to hug them all, but I can't touch every cat. <laughs> no, it's, it was a YouTube video and I can't. It's all day. I've just been walking around with this like, someone kill me. How do I get this out of my head? I love cats. I love every kind of cat. But if you look at my cat, and I've taught him how to want to kiss me, like, <laughs> you just bring your face close to his face, and he'll, like, attack your face with his paws, and then he comes up and holds your face, and he kisses me on the mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to start crying because it's just too awesome. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. Like, I cry a lot in public for no reason, and I thought recently that when strangers come up and ask me if I'm okay, I should just say, I watched a cat video on YouTube. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't right now. I just watched a cat video. They're so good. <laughs> right? Like, I'm never going to have a baby, but every cat is mine. <laughs> like, every cat. 
I understand when the Chinese have that weird thing where they bow. They bow to the Chinese. I say bow to your alien overlords. Fucking do it. Praise them. You praise them. Let them snuggle at night and they love you. He kisses me, you guys. I gotta. The problem is you can't. You can't do the cute things here. I don't know how to set up the camera over there. I'm not like a 12 year old. They fucking have the shit down, right? Where you set the camera up over there, and then you get the cat, and you've trained it, and you're like, okay, go, and then you like do it in front of the camera, and it catches it on Instagram. You do have a. Do you have a button? I don't know what the children are doing. I don't know how they capture all. This is the thing. Someone's doing it for them. It's got to be their mom. It's, it's right, it's their mom who's like, you're better than me, make us money, be cute on Instagram. Is that how it works now? I don't understand the world. It's very scary. Hi. So we're just crying over cats. <laughs> I got a leopard print. This is Pam Dass' Comedy Clubhouse every Friday here on Mutiny Radio. That's what happens. Yay! I'm excited about it. And I, I've been, I was, I was just freaking out because I, two weeks ago I had to chop off my cat's balls and I was very upset about it. They were so luscious. I like, I like to touch them and like be like, boop, boop. And I was like, they looked like two beautiful pussy willows. I wanted to make them into earrings. They were so gorgeous. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to let them go. I was like, I don't want to take them away. I don't want to ruin my cat. God made my cat. My cat is perfect. Why do we have to take these balls away? They're like, he'll piss all over your house. I'm like, all right, okay, let's take those things right off. Let's just get rid of them. But now his like little shrinkly nutsack, I'm just so sad about it. Like, I feel like I owe him wet food forever because I've ruined everything. But I had to take them off because he was starting to get kind of angsty and his little kitty crayon was coming out and I was like, I don't want him to be a sexually frustrated cat. And I don't want to like take two Q-tips and rub them in Vaseline and jerk off my cat. <laughs> no one wants a hand job. Nobody likes a hand job. Not even my cat. Like I was gonna try and be like, "Let's do this together, buddy." Like, mm. <laughs> but we. I love my cat. <laughs> Who gives hand jobs to their cats? I was willing to do it. So I was about there. Till I heard about the peeing everywhere. I'm like, no water sports in my house, buddy. We don't do that here. I do. I, we'll talk about masturbating with my cat later. That's gross. <laughs> I do. They, I, we don't, I don't masturbate my cat. We ma at the, he gets excited, and then we do it together at the same time. It's like, it's like does no one else have a cat that they love? And that they're, no, okay, here we go. <laughs> We sing a song here at PMTS's Comedy Clubhouse. If you know it, go sing along with us. If you don't, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. If anyone wants to smoke pot, it's cool. And if anyone's afraid, it's, is everyone a problem with it? <laughs> okay, we can smoke pot in here. <laughs> I have treats, too. If anyone wants edibles, I got edibles. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited because my regular door guy, Jonathan, is in LA at an awesome family reunion. And you know who stepped in? Our first comic of the night. He's going to do a quick five for us. He's going to make you laugh. He's an incredibly smart dude that knows things like, like 135 facts that no one knew. And then you know, and you're like, what the fuck? 
that that's seriously it's like life-changing facts and shit and funny weird things you never thought of put your hands together for Shane Kenny how's everyone doing tonight love it we got a packed house I know what you're thinking the band didn't work out and now he's telling jokes let's be honest pretty accurate um, for anyone here is this your first time to mutiny cool cool welcome welcome mutiny radio is an awesome spot because mutiny radio is like the boys and girls club for at-risk comedians <laughs> It gives us a warm place to get off the street, a place where we can have our feelings heard. We're not tempted with that dangerous booze, you know? Um, so with your support, we can keep helping get homeless comedians off the street. Um, yeah, so I do a lot of things though. Poetry, music, drugs. I like to consider myself an open person. Um, as you can see, I have the facial structure of a Neanderthal, you know, protruding forehead, giant chin, all those, you know, developed traits you want to see in a human. Uh, apparently, I learned this recently that having your forehead and nose protrude outward past your eyes is an evolutionary trait designed to protect your eyes from getting punched in the face. So you know what that means. My ancestors were getting punched in the face so frequently for so many generations. Our DNA literally changed. At one point, my ancestors' DNA had a meeting like, all right, cells, all right. Uh, stop trying to increase height or IQ. They won't stop getting punched in the face. So we're going to have to divert resources to the forehead and nose so we don't lose an eye. All right, break. Cool. And that's why my brothers and I are short and stupid, but can take a punch. You know, works out both ways. Anyone here go to therapy? Anyone? Of course, Pam does, like the audience members. It's cool. It's, it's nice to wrangle the brain every once in a while. Um, I go to therapy, but it took me a while to realize this, that therapists are just prostitutes for your emotions. Like, a prostitute will suck your dick, but a therapist will listen to your thoughts. And for some of us, neither are pretty. Like, what if there was... A red light district, but for therapists. A bunch of people standing on a street corner dressed in business casual going, Hey, baby, you look like you got a long, hard work schedule. Want to tell me about it? Or it's like, Hey, handsome, I can make you come to terms with your childhood. You know, sexy stuff like that. Um, therapists and prostitutes actually have a lot in common, though. Both help you clear your head by getting a load off. So, you know, it works out both ways. Uh, yeah, so I got my nose reconstructed a couple months ago, and uh, the pain was not fun. But they gave me Vicodin, an opioid, and that was a lot of fun. The problem is America's in the middle of an opioid crisis, and I had to get that prescription refilled.
Do you know how hard it is to convince the pharmacist you're not a junkie when you look like a grunge singer? <laughs> Pretty fucking hard. The fact that I went into the pharmacy stoned wearing a flannel did not help my cause at all. Because I looked like the exact person she's not supposed to give opioids to. And I did not blame her. Uh, speaking of drugs, though, my friend went to rehab this week, and he was like, yeah, dude, I can't have any booze or alcohol for a week, and that was fine, but he had a lot of booze and weed lying around. So, like the good friend I am, I went over to his house and started chugging beers and getting profusely high because I care about my friend. Yeah. You know, just a stand-up kind of guy. And, of course, you know, because I don't have a problem, is what I tell myself. Uh, yeah, at one point I was like, man, I'm pretty fucked up. But then I remind myself, hey, we have to keep going for the good of our pal. Don't stop now. All right. So I have vegan friends that will judge me for eating meat because it's unhealthy. Then those same friends will go and do cocaine. <laughs> Because apparently, cocaine's vegan. <laughs> Funny how they use the whole, it comes from plants thing, to justify everything. <laughs> All right, I'm Shane Kenny. That's my time. We got a great lineup for you tonight. Keep it going for Shane Kenny, yeah. Yay, David Solomon, take your leave. And those other guys, I was going to tell him, like, come on in, guys, dig a seat. That was great. Shane, that was great. That was great. So, yay. Thanks for running the door tonight. I really appreciate it. Super fun times here at Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse. I'm excited for your next comedian. He actually is the one person in the world who informs me of the news. I uh, submerge myself in a, a barrel of IPAs and I come out for like free ice cream days. Uh, there actually just was one at, um, it was on the 9th at Ben and Jerry's. It was free ice cream day. Yeah, I was out. Hell yes, I love free ice cream. Other than that, I have no idea what's happening in the world. Like, I'm like, ah, until I hear your next comics jokes. Because he is up on all the shit. He's like our own Stephen Colbert. But, like, I think better looking, really. I, I mean, yeah, right? You are. He is. He's, he's like a silver fox. He's like a red fox. But he's not black. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yay! <laughs> That's weird. That's weird, Pam. Because when I was talking to you at the bar, you made you weren't giving me no sexual vibes at all. That's a callback to her earlier. But nobody. Okay, cool. Anyway, Pam, uh, your whole cat thing. You know, there's always this discussion about like who's smarter, dogs or cats. Uh, I don't give a fuck. Who's smarter, dog people or cat people? And if you're jerking off your cat, dog people are smarter. <laughs> And uh, let's give it up for Shane. Give it up for Shane, man. Let's all punch him in the face later, right? Have him achieve his, achieve his dreams, man. Achieve his dreams. Uh, so anyway, uh, I like to keep things topical whenever possible. And um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the Trump administration got a little more woke recently. Uh, they have a mantra. Did you guys know this? They have a mantra. Yeah, their mantra is that science is democratic. 
Yeah, wow. What the fuck, man? Uh, it's that's strange to me because uh, science is also something they deny. Thinker. It's a thinker. Fucking thinker. Uh, anyway, thank you for that roll through. Uh, anyway, so uh, you guys keeping up on what's going on with the border and everything? Recently, Fox News printed uh, that the Trump administration's policy is they're, they're cutting off the border because there are caravans coming from three Mexican countries. And yeah. <laughs> You libtards jumped all over them. You know it was an honest mistake. They meant to say three shithole countries. <laughs> Chitole, if you're in the know. Chitole countries. It's a political word. Uh, anyway, uh, one of his reasons is that uh, our country is full. Our country is full, right? So our country is full, yet this administration is anti-abortion. I don't, they're just not, they're just not straight shooters in any of their shit. Anyway, word to the wise, if they're cutting off the border, cocaine's about to get a lot more expensive. So you might want to stock up. Yeah, your poor vegan friends is right. They're going to have to work double hard at the uh, iced latte barista shit that they do for a living. Where are they? Segway tour guides or something? Anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of abortion, that's topical. Have you heard Alabama is passing a new law to give uh, women who get an abortion a sentence, a 10 to 99-year jail sentence for getting an abortion? Its nickname is the death sentence for women. And not to be outdone, Texas is actually passing a law to give the death sentence to women if they get an abortion. And could someone please explain to me how any of this shit is pro-life? <laughs> explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old because I'm not getting it. Uh, anyway, any, all these guys who like they want like these abortion laws, it's all guys, right? Uh, they should wear their politics on their sleeve, if you will, right? They should take that sock they have under their bed and wear it around like a really sticky ascot or a fucking smelly kerchief or something and really let everyone know how they feel on this abortion issue. Uh, by the way, ladies, I have uh, solved the mystery of what happens to that mismatched sock in the laundry. It's, he's fucking it. Uh, so anybody here read the Mueller report? Of course not. None of us have. How about the bar report on the Mueller report, right? Uh, anybody? Clap, nod, blink. Nobody. Well, anyway, so if he, if the Mueller report came back and said that he had colluded with Russia, right, that would be a win for us, right? And if he didn't collude with Russia, that would be a loss for us. And Mueller called a tie, a fucking tie. That's why we hate soccer, man. <laughs> Wins and losses, right? This is America, goddammit. Anyway, it did give Kellyanne Conway a chance to crawl out of her crypt and chime in on uh, what's going on. <laughs> and when I hear a name like uh, Shalandra Kwan or Jermondra Quay, right? That's a black name, right? When I hear a name like Kellyanne, that's a meth name, right? <laughs> She got the meth hair and the meth skin, and she fucking talks like a meth head. And she is one crystal methamphetamine girl. <laughs> a long walk, but there was a payoff, right? 
Anyway, guys, in keeping with all things topical, windmills cause cancer. <laughs> it's greenhouse gases. You libtards came up with the term yourself, right? Clean, cold, dirty air. It's your own damn fault. Windmills cause cancer. Thank God we have wind turbines here in Northern California, Mr. President. Wind turbines. There you go. Anyway, Trump also said that if you're anywhere near a windmill, the price of your house goes down by 85%. Once again, proving there are no windmills in San Francisco, right? The fucking 85%. Jesus Christ. Nothing's holding that down. Uh, anywho, uh, somebody should tell President Quixote that uh, fighting windmills is a bad look. It's unbecoming. That's an allegory for something, isn't it? Fighting windmills? I'm not li- real literary. Not real, li- yeah. Anyway, windmills cause cancer, right? Because nobody knows more about cancer than Trump, right? Nobody knows more about cancer? Trump? Nobody? Nobody knows more? Anyway, uh, I have one question for Trump. Uh, did his dad bribe the college admissions uh, guys too? I mean, how the fuck did this guy get an education with the fucking windmills? Anyway, speaking of college cheating scandals, uh, Lori Loughran got uh, two years for getting her kid into college. Yeah, she's been sentenced to an associate's degree at a community college. <laughs> And so has her kid. Zing. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, once uh, Berkeley heard about this income inequality thing, they immediately protested because they just figured out that they could have got into Stanford. That's some inside Bay Area shit. Um. Anyway, all this is just further proof to me that we need free health care and free education, right? I mean, this is what the fuck is going on. I'm the kind of comic that makes you clap, right? Doesn't make you laugh. I make you clap. That's what I'm up here for, the claps. Not the clap. The claps. Uh, anyway, so uh, also newsworthy, there's been some pushback on the whole uh, Leaving Neverland documentary about Michael Jackson, which is good news for me. I don't know if you guys realize how hard the uh, mute Michael Jackson thing has affected the roller disco community. <laughs> All the comics know I'm a member. I don't know if the audience people do. I mean... I got in this argument with my friend, this virtue signaler, who's all like, I support the victims. I support the victims. I'm like, okay, then leave us the Jackson 5, okay? He was just a victim then. He was innocent. That's just factual, man. Uh, anyway, most of you guys know I shit on millennials pretty often, and I'm ready to do it again. Uh, but I got to give credit where credit is due. Microdosing. I'm for it, right? I mean, who here had New Year's resolutions? Clap if you had New Year's resolutions. What were your New Year's resolutions? What, go to the gym or something? You ain't going to the fucking gym, right? Lose weight, right? You're not going to lose any damn weight. All these comics in here, your New Year's resolution was probably, I'm going to do more mics this year. You're going to do the same number of mics, right? <laughs> But mine was microdosing, right? They're achievable goals, people. Achievable goals. And uh, I did fuck up the other day, uh, the other day though, and I didn't uh, microdose. I dosed. 
And uh, so I fucking just went straight for the gym, right? Just hide there. Because I go to the 24-hour fitness here on Petrero Hill, which has its own self-sustaining homeless population in the gym. So I was not the freakiest thing going on in the gym at that time. And uh, it really caused me to reflect on things and notice things I hadn't noticed before. Like there's a sign there in the pool that says like, uh, if you swim for 30 minutes and someone's waiting, you know, you got to get out. And I'm like, fuck, man, these, no one's enforcing this rule. And uh, while I was hanging out in the jacuzzi, someone did the whole no hanky thing. And then, right, gross, right? Who wants that on their hand? So then they fucking swashed it in the water in the jacuzzi. And I'm like, there's no way he's the first and only guy to do this in this jacuzzi. And then I look at the sign that says you can't go in the pool if you've had diarrhea in the past, uh, like, 14 days. And I'm thinking no one's enforcing that sign either, probably. I mean, so... I had a real awakening there at 24-Hour Fitness about the conditions under which I was living. <laughs> yeah, makes you think. Anyway, it does give me hope. If I accidentally give my uh, girl herpes or something, I can, I can legitimately say I got it from that fucking pool. There's a 100% chance that that shit is in there live, right? I mean, there's no... I could... <laughs> science, guys. That's fucking science. Anyway, uh, I don't just shit on millennials. Uh, I'm also extremely progressive. Uh, this is, I'm coming up on my uh, two-year anniversary since my transition. Uh, two-year anniversary of my transition from an apartment to a van. My vanzition, if you will. <laughs> to be more succinct, it's the vaniversary of my vanzition. Yeah, I bet you think it's all fun and games out there, but it's not. So let me van explain to you guys what it's like. Everyone's like, oh, you're a comic in your van. What are you going to do, road comic or something? And it's like, no, man, I live in my van. I need comedy so I could have access to toilets without having to purchase anything. It's a life hack for those of you who are one paycheck away from parked next to me in your van. So take notes. All right, enjoy the rest of the show, everybody. Matthew Quirk, bringing you the news. Now you guys can feel all up to date for the next week until something terrible happens next week. Yay, we're all going to die. Yay. It's so scary, the world. It's like, is it real? I constantly feel like I'm in a simulation now. I saw Keanu Reeves on the TV yesterday, and I was like, that's the Matrix. And they're like, no, that's some other movie. And I'm like, he did other movies? What kind of reality do I live in? What is happening here? Your next comedian, he did such an amazing job hosting Happy Hour. He was so good at timing, and you're just so personable and lovely. Your beard is so quaffed. Like, it's like you have a beard, but it's like you mean to have it. Not like you're like, this is just, I just fucking whatever. But you're like, this is my beard. <laughs> I, he, puts, he puts a second in, you know? It's nice. It's good. It's also very funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kelly Evans. Yay! Thank you, Pam Benjamin. Just so nice. 
What a nice person, right? Uh, I actually give my beard motivational speeches every morning in the mirror. So, you know, you're doing great. Just keep it up. You know, just you make us look handsome, uh, at least for comedy. And that's why I love comedy, because evidently, uh, I didn't realize this, but until I started comedy, uh, I am extremely handsome. So it's great. You know, I'm like... <laughs> It's a huge boost for the self-esteem. I was like, I thought I was awkward in middle school. Evidently, I was just not on stage. So <laughs> that was the problem. Figure that one out. Uh, I was going to say Matthew Quirk, roller disco. Oh, it makes so much sense. Uh, I was wondering why you had so much glitter and you wore short shorts all the time. It was just, you know... <laughs> Thought you were just a very enthusiastic ABBA fan, uh, which I'm a fan of ABBA. You know, let's. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing you. Anyway, let's talk about me though. I want to talk about me. I'm a narcissist. Um, when I was uh, 13, I actually formed a coven of warlocks. I did. Yeah. Me and uh, two boys I convinced to be my friends because I had a PlayStation. They didn't. You know, that's how friendships work when you're 12, you know, video games. Um, but the thing that was really annoying about being uh, in a coven of 13-year-old boys is uh, parents are always asking the same question. Uh, you know you know what it is, right? It's like, uh, which one of these kids uh, is going to be gay, right? It's like, why does that matter? Why does that matter? It doesn't matter. Turns out it was Avery. It was Avery. Um <laughs> But I always kind of knew it was Avery just because he was always so enthusiastic whenever we were making out, you know, I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm just experimenting, you're making it weird, let's get back to the joystick, I mean the controller, <laughs> sorry. Thing is, I'm not gay, though. I'm not gay. I mean, I've dabbled. I've definitely dabbled. Uh, but I'm not attracted to men. Not, like, attracted to men. Uh, but I am very bad at peer pressure. You know, I just am not very good at saying no. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. You're in the situation. Someone's like, hey, uh, you want a blowjob? No, I'm good, man. Not, I Thank you. But, uh, no, I'm, not actually, I'm not actually not gay. Are you sure? Fuck it. All right. Yeah, let's do it. I've had... <laughs> Had a couple cocktails. Feeling open-minded right now. True story. A little bit more about me. Uh, my mom was always one of those people that uh, loved to give horrible advice all the time. And uh, the sex talk was always interesting because uh, she started off by telling me all this information I didn't want to know. Like, uh, you should wait until you find someone that you're in love with because it's going to mean so much more to you. And also, doggy style offers the best penetration. <laughs> Thank you for that. She threw, threw it in for free. Uh, did not need all the eye contact when you said it, though. It's very uncomfortable. Clearly, I'm still thinking about it. Um, you know, I could always tell what's going on in her life uh, by my beverage choices as a kid. You know, things are going well. She's dating Coca-Cola. Very enjoyable. She's single. Diet Coke. Just Diet Coke and Lean Cuisine. Have you tried to go to sleep on saccharin-based diets? It's not a food group. That's not how you feed a child. It's the reason why I was so light in eighth grade. There is... Did not get a lot of sleep. Uh, I could always tell she was very religious because uh, she was always screaming God's name late at night, repeatedly. You know what I mean, right? like, he heard you the first 10 times. Please, saccharin, I can't sleep already. You're fucking me up. Okay, this is why I'm on stage right now. I need attention. <sighs> um, speaking of microdosing, you know, uh, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Almost too enthusiastic. Uh, explains a lot about you guys. Uh, 
you have to know them to really understand that last joke. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, I microdose. I like to microdose regularly. Uh, well, semi-regular. I mean, you're supposed to wait every fourth day. Uh, but the thing about when you're microdosing is it's such a small amount of hallucinogen that you often forget that you should probably shut the fuck up for that day. You know, just don't talk to people because you sound like a maniac. Case in point, I was hanging out in my hotel, uh, sorry, my apartment lobby the other day, and I have a neighbor. She's got two small children, six and eight. They're chatting me up. They're very loquacious. And so, you know, I'm, I want to oblige when I'm talking. I know I was acting weird because their mom said so. Uh, she said, uh, please don't talk to my children. Uh, so I thought it'd be a good idea to respond with, uh, your kids aren't even cute, Okay. <laughs> All right? Not the right answer, evidently. Anyway, I have to meet with HOA next week. Not a big deal. If you can't tell, I'm awkward. Okay. Uh, I, uh, something I was just thinking about today, actually. I was driving around, and, uh, you know, if you drive around San... Anybody drive around San Francisco? Anybody else have a car? No? Okay. This is going to be very... Okay, I got two people... <laughs> two comics in the room who've already heard this joke anyway so i was driving today and you know i feel like uh what is going on with like the road signs and the painting on the road i used to think that i was a smart person but i'm really starting to question that assumption it was like some fucking rogue uh road painter who failed out of art class was just like i'm the picasso of these streets motherfucker we're putting lines everywhere arrows uh okay well you know what that was a new joke i don't you know Still working on that one. Uh, anybody uh, wait tables? Anybody ever been in the service industry? We got a few. Yeah, so you get this. You'll understand this. A lot of people, when you tell them that you worked in restaurants, they want to ask you, like, what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you? And by far, the weirdest thing that happened to me is we had a table of eight people. It's a nice restaurant. Uh, and they get their dinner, and they didn't have any silverware. So they ate their food with their hands. They just thought... <laughs> Let's eat it with their hands, you know, and try to get the meal for free. Uh, this is an Italian restaurant, okay? It was a lasagna. Have you ever tried to eat hot lasagna with your hands? Yes. What? <laughs> okay. Admittedly, I did not expect that as an answer. Two people. This is like sub this subculture of people eating lasagna with their hands. I feel like there's probably a website somewhere, you know, like... There's always a website. Thank God for the internet, really. Bring that shit out. Um, <laughs> one thing about restaurants, and uh, those of you who've worked there might understand this, is you have to deal with foodies periodically, which is just like a fancy way of saying, I'm allergic to gluten and I'm a bitch. I'm just going to be annoying the entire dinner. Uh, and the thing is, like, foodies are usually like really active on Yelp, but now they've started making videos. They make videos now, which is really upsetting. Like, I watched one the other day, just I had time to kill, obviously. Uh, I'm a comic, what else am I doing with my life? Um, and I'm watching this video and the guy's like, these next three restaurants are cheap and expensive and easy on your wallet. Those are the same fucking thing. Those are all the same. That's stupid, dumb, and not very fucking smart, okay? <laughs> Maybe you should have gone to journalism school. <laughs> Fucking Diane Sawyer of food articles. <sighs> Fuck. Um, I, uh, I used to date a stripper. Um, no. No, that's not the right answer. No. 
a lot of people, a lot of guys especially are like, oh, fuck yeah, man, date a stripper? Awesome. Like, no, man, your life is one walking glitter bomb. You're just like, your clothes are ruined, man, forever. I had to burn everything. Okay. But the most annoying thing was uh, I missed the threesome one time because we did way too much cocaine. And I know, yeah, you're probably like, oh, fucking boo-hoo, you missed your threesome because you did a mound of coke. Yeah, fucking horrible life. But seriously, it's like, it's, it'd be better not to know that you had the opportunity to have a threesome than to realize that you missed a threesome. It's like if you knew you would have won the lottery, but then you lost your erection. You know, like, I might be mixing metaphor. Am I... No? Okay. Did I mention I wasn't very smart? I did? Okay. Um, a lot of people tell me that I'm smart because I do tend to just talk incessantly about shit that I don't really know about. Um, thank you. Uh, but I, those people are stupid. Those people are not very smart. I've been paying attention. Case in point, uh, I lost my virginity in a closet. I lost it in a closet. Uh, does that sound like I planned things out to you? No, not really. Uh, I got a concussion because I hit my head on the door so many times. That was an actual thing that happened to my life. And to top it all off, I did not get to come. I did not get to come. I did get chlamydia, though. I got chlamydia. So don't be sad. Don't be sad. I'm doing well in life. I mean, I'm here, aren't I? All right. That's my time. Thank you very much. Let's welcome Pam Benjamin. Yay, Kelly Evans. Chlamydia is not a flower. It's not. It's a really pretty name, but it's not a flower. It's so cute. All right, your next comedian, I think he's, the per I mean, he's from out of town, and we're very excited. Everybody put your hands together for Spencer Richards. Yay. He's not here. Ha. I didn't know that was the thing. I was so scared. It's fine. It's cool. I thought it might have been one of you guys, and I was gonna be like, "You didn't have to pay." They're from LA, but like either one of you guys look like you could totally be in LA. You look like you team write like a podcast in LA that everybody knows about. Do you know what I mean? It's like this super podcast. It was like, "Oh, do you didn't know about that one?" Of course, it did. It's right. You guys think like you've got like the whole the glasses and the whole thing, and you're you're like something squared. It's like it's. Uh, I love it. I thought. Not Spencer Richards. Your next comedian comes all the way from Santa Rosa, which is such a long way to travel and it's super far and totally crazy and we love him for it and we're super excited. And he's sort of like the weird doppelganger of Ed Mack. <laughs> like, he's just... He, well... Uh, I mean, I would be. We just have to put you up side by side without your clothes, but that would be a totally different show. <laughs> but we could do that at Muni Radio because we have this pat black. But everybody, we can always be. If anyone wants to take their pants off, we always can. <laughs> so I'm off the rails. <laughs> You're. <laughs> I need to get back on the rails. I haven't done coke for like a long time. So like I need maybe I need to get back on the rails and be like, what are you talking about? Like stay on one train. <laughs> Casey Jones, you better watch your speed. Isn't that funny? Because they're talking about coke, but then they mention speed. Trouble ahead. Trouble. Anyways, I brought it to Grateful Dead. Your next comedian. See, I just made you all change your minds about what an idiot I am. Your next comedian is going to be so funny. You're going to love him. Put your hands together. For Mike Whitaker, yay! Oh my goodness. 
that was one of the better intros I've gotten in a long time. That was like, hey, this guy looks like another guy. Also, <laughs> he looks like, you can take your pants off if you want to. Uh, and what were the other greatest hits of that? Uh, I do cocaine, Grateful Dead. There we are. We're here. We're here. Oh, my goodness. Muni Radio. I, uh, I had something. Uh, I got sent something very saucy to my phone. Something very saucy to my phone the other day. I got sent a bunch of uh, foot pics to my phone. I got a bunch of foot pics. Hell yeah. Thank you for your life affirmations, Pam. (laughs) I got sent a bunch of accidental foot pics. I was not the intended recipient of these foot pics. I see some intrigued eyebrows. My best friend sent them to me. We are very close. We are not platonic foot pics close. That is not... A level of our relationship that we have reached yet. Uh, we've gotten, cl- you know, not platonic pics close. And I, I called her right back and I'm like, hey, uh, by chance, did you intend to send these to a Japanese businessman? Why? Why did I receive a bunch of pictures of your feet? And she was like, oh, no, I meant I got these cute new sandals. I meant to send those to my friend. I'm like, yeah, you are barefoot in some of these photos. I, your story does not check out at all. And she's like, it's not what you think. I'm like, listen, girl, you got bunions. Like, I don't, if, if you found someone who's into your feet, you found your tribe. Like, lock that shit down. Is anyone into feet? I'm sorry to, I don't mean to yuck anyone's yum if you're into feet. Only hooves. Only hooves. Oh, all right. <laughs> no, I, uh. I'm not into feet. I'm not into feet. Have I ever had uh, have I ever had a toe in my mouth? Probably. Uh, like I'm just saying, like in the heat of the moment, passion knows no bounds. Am I right? Thank you for unrequiting that. <laughs> have I ever sucked a toe? Yes. Was it always followed with the question, "Why did you just do that?" Also, yes. <laughs> oh, I uh. Uh, I'm a gay dude. I know. I know. I, I know. I look like I'm about to commit a hate crime, but I am a gay dude. <laughs> I had a very gay man moment in San Francisco the other day. I was walking in the Soma, and I was walking down an alley between like Folsom and Harrison, and I'm like walking slow, and this handsome guy driving a car pulls up alongside me. And I'm like, oh, look at me! I'm getting cruised right now. And I'm like, walk, I'm like, oh, am I about to pick up some street trade right now? What is this? And uh, he rolls down his window and I'm like, hey. And he's like, are you about to move your car right now? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not about to move my car. Oh. Muni Radio, I have a, uh, a new favorite thing in the world, and that is hip-hop songs from the 90s that thank you thank you that name check geographical locations that are no longer bad neighborhoods due to gentrification (laughs) it's my favorite thing it's my i was listening to this song i was listening to this song the other day and it was like mash up to the west side just to get some doja to a spot called west ninth deep in santa rosa and i was like oh And I was like, oh shit, that's me. That's my hood. 
and I say hood because it's short for neighborhood, because there are like wine bars and shit there now. <laughs> Mash up to the west side just to get some doja. Like, I don't think you can zone a cannabis dispensary that close to a charter school. Like, I don't... <laughs> Does anyone ever, like, go through a, a breakup and they keep, like, a little keepsake of their ex? Like, maybe it's, like, a sweatshirt or, like, a Polaroid picture, like, primarily for the purposes of witchcraft. Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't, uh, I have, like, a really low tolerance for woo-woo bullshit. Like, I, like, I, if anyone is, like, really into, like, astrology or fucking tarot cards i like i have to like hold it back within myself to just not let loose like an expletive laden stream of how dumb i think they are and like my <laughs> there's like a friend of mine on facebook who's like central american and she was like she posted this thing about how burning certain herbs it was like it was like if you are from European like heritage, you should burn these types of herbs in your house because they relate to your ancestors. I was like, I this is the most fucking ridiculous shit I've ever, and, and like, I I'm sorry, this is some witchy woo woo bullshit. And my friend was like, Mike, I gotta let you know, man, witches run the world, dude. And I'm like, I, man, I hope so because. <laughs> I'm like, also, they seem to be doing a bad job. <laughs> it's like, oh, <sighs> oh, it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> guys, I um, I was having dinner with my folks the other evening, and uh, Elton John was performing on TV. I'm watching TV, and uh, in the middle middle of him playing a wonderful song, my father turns to my family and says, "Isn't it amazing he's able to play piano?" Being blind and all. And I look at my mom, I'm like, mm, Ray Charles blind, Stevie Wonder blind. I, uh, I don't think Elton John is blind, Dad. And he's like, oh, I thought that's why he dressed like that. And I'm like, holy shit, like, that just means, like, in the paradigm, like, the world my father lives in, there's just been a core group of people surrounding Elton John, just fucking with Elton John for, like, 45 years, and as a society, we've all kept tight-lipped about it, like, like, they put him, they dressed him up as Donald Duck, and they put him in a purple tuxedo at Princess Diana's funeral, and we're all like, this is hilarious, quietly, this is hilarious. Oh. I should have recorded. Oh. Guys, I uh I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. Like I hate using like a public bathroom. Uh I don't oh, it's so icky. It's so icky. I don't like it. Uh <clears throat> sometimes it has to happen. I was like driving in a rural area and I was like duty called i had to make this shit happen i pull over to this rural gas station and i'm like this is gonna be a disaster and i run inside and i'm like ah this is a disaster and i'm like sitting there hovering in this dirty bathroom and i look at the wall right in front of me and there's just a baby changing table on the wall 
and on the bottom right hand corner of the baby changing table there's just there's just braille that i assume says baby changing table and i'm like oh god a blind person would have to touch so much gross shit before they found that braille <laughs> Like, I'm just playing that in my head, like, how that situation would go down. Like, a blind person has managed to drive their car to this rural gas station. Frantically threw that baby in a pampoose. Ran inside to change that dye-dye. Frantically feeling around on the walls. Oh dear God, I hope this is the baby changing table. I cannot throw my child in the garbage again. <laughs> oh, I went through a breakup recently and it wasn't because it was like a bad, a bad relationship. It just wasn't a good relationship for me. It was like, it was like the Taco Bell menu of relationships, like top to bottom. <laughs> Hell yeah. Delicious, safe, familiar, seems like a great idea when it's 1 a.m. and you're very drunk. That kind of a relationship. And you go through your relationship and you're like, oh, this is, this is like the Mexican pizza of your personality, I guess. This is, this is less than desirable, but it's kind of the same as the rest of your bullshit, so... I feel like we're not neckbeards who eat Taco Bell like I am and you're not following me on. Okay, let me see if I can make an analogy. If you can't handle me at my cheesy Fiesta potatoes, you don't deserve me at my caramel apple empanada. You know what I mean? I'm watching Pam do the stanky, goofy leg in the back. This is great for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, are you all about following your dreams? That was the saddest reaction. I don't know. All right. I, 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 okay. So last year I took five months off of work to hike the Pacific Crest Trail. I know, I know, I know. Which is, if you don't know, it's a, it's a backpacking trail. And I say backpacking in the American sense of the term backpacking, which means like trudging through the wilderness and not the European sense of the term backpacking, which means like getting chlamydia at a hostel in Thailand. It's a backpacking trail that goes from the border of Mexico to the border of Canada. And guys, I made it. Two and a half weeks before I almost died in the desert. I made it. I got out in the middle of the Mojave Desert. I ran out of water in a scary way. I'm alive. I made it back to civilization. Uh, but now I wake up from nightmares in the middle of the night from almost dying in the middle of the fucking desert and it's fucked me up and I went to see like I, I, I went to see a therapist about it my therapist was like yeah dude you have fucking PTSD from almost dying in the desert and I'm like fuck I gave myself PTSD in the whitest way possible <laughs> like if I was calling on the cops on a minority while also just eating mayonnaise it would not have been any more white <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like waitlisted at Kaiser to see like a therapist. So like 
they're, they're i'm like talking to somebody and they're like okay so we, we can send you to group therapy for ptsd and i'm like no i will pass i will pass i don't want to be the guy in ptsd group therapy who's there for that that's gonna be like i was in fallujah and my humvee got hit by an ied and then a woman will be like i was in an abusive relationship for years and then i'm gonna be like i tried to go for a walk in the woods and now i am sad all the time i'm mike whitaker y'all that's been my time Mike Whitaker, gentrifying sadness. Yay! Isn't that the best? That's beautiful. The, the only way I can understand that is I have two tattoos where I have uh, sort of adopted other things. So I have a tattoo on the back of my neck, no less. I was a theater major. So I have a smile now, cry later. <laughs> Oh, it's a anyway. It's a theater comedy mask, but it's also the sign of the Norteños, the 14. So when I was teaching high school, I got this when I was 19, and I was getting a BA in theater, and I'm like, I love theater, and I go down to a tattoo shop, and I'm like, I want a tattoo on the back of my neck, <laughs> and it's this, and they're like, okay, and then I'm 19, no one questions it, and it takes years later. I'm 23, and I'm teaching these kids, and they're like, oh, Benjamin. We see, smile now, cry later, no, I say, yeah. If anybody keys your car, Benjamin, we got your back. I'm like, no, no. I did not appropriate, I'm, I gentrified gang tattoos. I've misappropriated, I've misappropriated gang cultures. I'm so white, I didn't even know I did it. But then I did it twice. So then, oh, I'm a writer. I love writing. And I just, all of my writing is pregnant with semicolons. After I get my semicolon on my wrist, what do I find out? This is the symbol for suicide prevention. <laughs> I put it on my wrist. I put, I put an accidental gang tattoo on my neck. And I put a suicide tattoo on my wrist. Like, what is whiter than that? Like, what am I? I'm accidentally appropriating everything. I didn't even know. <laughs> Today, I'm dressed like, like um, Richard Simmons. <laughs> like, fucked. Barney or something, like a, like a nanny. Like Richard Simmons fucked your nanny. I'm the baby. That's what I'm dressed as. Wow, let's have fun tonight. I'm so excited. Um, you guys can fight it out with a Rochambeau. Does anyone feel any, like, do you feel like, it's, it, you, you can look back in David's eyes. You can, you can give each other the eye. Who wants to go up right now? It's up, you guys can do the... All right, yeah, oh yeah, turn it, turn it up. Hey guys, it's, I guess it's Lent tonight or something, your next comedian. He is, he is, he is one with the universe of all kinds of things. And uh, I, every day, every day is a special day that I have with you. I, he's, he's like all magical and shit, so it's weird to say stuff, because I'm like, oh, whoopity boobity do. Where are my magic stones? <laughs> this. You guys are gonna love the jokes. 
Everybody, put your hands together for David Stolowitz. Yay! I parked my car in front of one of those psychic salons in Oakland the other week, and it was covered head to toe in security cameras with a big sign that said, Smile, you're on camera. Except the your was spelled like the possessive, as if they were your camera. And, you know, Carrie Bradshaw style. I couldn't help but wonder, like, why do you need all these security cameras if you're psychic? When you see somebody coming? No? It's like when I went to that psychic fair in Berkeley, and there was a sign out front that said canceled due to unforeseen circumstances. What the fuck? It's false advertising. Um... I really love punks. I talk about them a lot, you know, especially since I got kicked out of the caravan, you know, I just get sentimental. Um, you know, what I love is uh, punks are really loyal people. You know, they have each other's back. They watch out for each other. And, uh, you know, they memorialize each other when they die. You see those stickers everywhere that says, you know, never forget that one guy on El Camino Real in Sunnyvale in the middle of the night on a Tuesday wearing all black. What was he thinking? On his bike? Almost hit the guy. Jesus. <sighs> yeah, you got to watch out for that. Um, let's see. I'm not drinking anymore, San Francisco, but I'm not drinking any less either. <laughs> yes, I stole that joke from Doris Day, but she's 90 years old. She's not going to fight me for it. <laughs> I'm shameless. I got to go on. Uh what else is going on in my life? Uh, I, uh, I'm back living on a gay farm in Coyote Valley. I got back together with my boyfriend of seven years because everyone's breaking up these days, so it's just not cool anymore, you know? Like, staying together is the new hip, edgy thing to do because nobody does that. I could say I was into living happily ever after before it was cool. Yeah, I'm hip, I'm with it. Shameless, shameless nostalgia. I get that way. Uh, other things. You know, I, I'm out of the closet, you guys, but don't worry. All my skeletons are still inside. <laughs> Some people say a dark sense of humor is a sign of psychosis, but doesn't a generalization like that just make you want to stab someone? Fuck it! Sick shit! Dark humor's like food. Not everyone gets it, okay? <laughs> I like to go into yoga routines sometimes because I don't have enough time to go to the gym and be a comic. That's just too much. Let's economize. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've been watching a lot of cooking shows, Pam. It makes me think of you. All your weed treats. <laughs> it's the only thing on sometimes. Like KQED, that, that's what I can handle on television these days. A thousand channels and it's all just crap to me. Are my expectations up there or is television just down here? I can't tell. It's bad. It's bad. Ugh. Let me see. Can I try some new stuff with you guys? That's really sweet of you. Very sweet. Oh, I'm going to whip it out. Oh, yeah. All right. So um, my uh, coach always used to tell me that pain is forever and pride is temporary. No, wait. That was my priest. Sorry. <laughs> you know, there's no I in team, guys, but there is a me if you transpose the letters. It's funny how that works. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to get in the, the spirit of all. Maybe you guys can join me in a nice patriotic song. You know? Us, 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 yeah. us. Oh, all right. Didn't go over so hot on Veterans Day either. <laughs> I don't see what's so wrong with burning the flag. It's made in Taiwan anyway. 
I think I'm turning into a libertarian, you guys. I'm kind of scared. That's like one step away from becoming a Republican, right? I don't know. Like, I'm really getting into, like, flannel and uh, telling people to get a job, <laughs> respecting small business owners. What's happening to me? <laughs> I think I'm even getting better at sports. I don't know. I'm having an identity crisis here. Okay. Um, I'll give you one more guest minute and get out of here. What do I end on? What do I end on? That's what my suicidal friends are always asking. <laughs> I think suicide is so cliche, San Francisco. It's just been done to death at this point. <sighs> you know, I want something a little more creative. Maybe I'll try homicide instead. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> is that edgy enough? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. You guys have a good night. Yay, David Solowitz! I didn't know you were only gonna do five. That's great, yay! Yay! I love witty, punny stuff. Um, I love that you guys are smart, so I'll just do this quick little one about, I, this, I only do this for smart audiences, so yay. <laughs> right, like I'm gonna butter you guys, I'm like pamdering, are we? Sorry, that would be me to myself. So everybody here, we, you guys, have you gone to food trucks lately? Have you been to the fucking street treat thing and the tomorrow's the anniversary? It's the day of the grilled cheese. What? So it's very exciting tomorrow and all these food trucks are all over and you can go in San Francisco. They're ubiquitous and you can get a Filipino burrito. It has fucking fries in it. It's insane. And so I walked up to a brightly painted vehicle thinking it was a food truck. Nay, it was a bookmobile. Right, remember those brightly painted vehicles that just used to be in town? You're like, oh, that's so great. I want to get in and get in one of those. So I walked in and I got a steaming hot cup of Kafka. <laughs> right? And when it arrived, it was a banana. And I was a giant bug. And I looked out the window and I saw melting clocks and burning giraffes. And I was like, da-da, da-da. <laughs> Completely different movement. Completely different see all that laughter means you're smart yay yay so i have an mfa in poetry that all that that ten thousand dollars bought that joke yes <laughs> that's a ten thousand dollar joke poetry degree i'm so excited for your headliner well we're gonna let you go forever casey fields do you want to do a set you're welcome to do you want to go before or after you? Because you're going to headline, you're going to pick up the rest of the time and do this however you're long and just hang out and be awesome. But Casey Fields, do you want to pick up a little five, ten minutes at whatever you want? No, no, I'm good. Are you sure? I can. I can. Yeah, yeah, of course you are. Hey, everybody, put your hands together. It's Casey Fields. Yay! This is great. I'm excited to be here. I'm just in here as a ticket holder. I really wasn't expecting this, but this is a lot of fun. How's everybody doing? Friday? Feeling good? I was uh, I was walking around Hay Street and I bumped into a friend of mine. He was, uh, um, you know how sometimes when people do psychedelics, they have like really like deep and meaningful things to say right after. Like he, um, <laughs> I swear to God, he walked up to me and he goes, uh, you know, after I did mushrooms, I realized that a lot of things are not soup, but <laughs> but a lot of things are. Yeah, uh, I was like, all right, so you don't need me to make fun of you for you to know that's stupid, right? Like, 
Like, wow, I've never heard of it like that before. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, I actually, uh, uh, I got to catch up with my sister. She called me for the first time in a while, which is nice. Uh, she had an update about our 90-year-old grandma. Um, she goes, uh, so grandma uh, has a new boyfriend in the nursing home, and they're probably having sex. Isn't that crazy? And I was like, what's even crazier is you thinking that I'd want to know that. <laughs> She's 90, and our grandma, I don't want to picture her having sex. And she goes, whatever, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not hurting anybody. It's hurting my brain. <laughs> She's 90. I don't even know how that's possible. Grandma's not even people anymore. She's just shapes. It's like trying to do a trigonometry problem in your head. You're like, how does it even just, whenever you have sexual thoughts about our family, just keep it to yourself. That's just the new, new rule. And um, I'll see you at Christmas. Um, speaking of Christmas, uh, one of my pet peeves is, uh, one of my pet peeves during the holidays is uh, when, you ever give somebody a gift and they complain about the gift right in front of you? It's like the worst feeling in the world. I got my wife a fleece jacket for Christmas and uh, in the beginning she goes, um, she goes, ah, oh, this jacket, it's, my arms are so sweaty. I'm like, yeah, that's the beauty of a jacket. You can take it off anytime you want when it gets too hot. A couple weeks later she's just like, ah, oh, all this hair gets on it. Yeah, that's what happens with clothes. Hair sometimes gets on it. You can use a lint roller and it goes away. And then a month later, she goes, it's not even biodegradable. I'm like, what kind of jacket did you want exactly? I still have the receipt. I can go back to the store and get you the jacket. You know, just return this garbage idiot jacket and get you the jacket that you wanted right? I'll just ask the clerk. I'll just say, excuse me, do you have a jacket that's not too hot, never gets dirty, and saves the planet? That's the kind of jacket that my wife needs. So, all right, that came off too bitter. <laughs> I swear to God, it gets under my skin, though. Uh, I love her, though, because um, I, uh, I actually ended up marrying the, the woman that I lost my virginity to. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. And not because I'm religious. <laughs> that's just that was just like this is incredible you're super cool I'm just gonna ride this out for as long as I can and this is how you end up this way um, <laughs> it's true it's all a hundred percent true uh, I'm not a fighter that's another thing about me um, when I was a when I was a kid my mom signed me up for uh, karate classes at the YMCA and uh, not because I'm an athlete. I think she just looked at me and was like, this kid's going to need some self-defense. <laughs> it's not looking, like you got a big mouth, you're scrawny, and you go to public school. It's not going to go good. So I took karate for a while. And from my experience, I can tell you that karate gives you the confidence that you should not have. Especially a kid. People said I was really good. 
Like they were just like, wow, you're super strong. You could like, you, way to go, dude. You can do it. And uh, it gets to your head. You're like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm a yellow belt. I could take anyone, right? Just, <laughs> just have that attitude. I really thought that. I was like, yeah, I'm the next Bruce Lee. This is good. This is this is what's up. Yeah. Until one day I went to school and I found out that karate doesn't teach you how to fight. Karate teaches you how to do karate. <laughs> yep. I remember I, faced, I was facing off against this big kid and he was just kind of looking at me like, are you sure you want to like do this? Like, and I was just doing all my karate blocks like, ah, and that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> Afterwards, my mo I was sitting in the principal's office waiting for my mom to pick me up. I get in her car. She's like, you don't have to do karate anymore. It's over. <laughs> but no, no, it was good. It worked out. Like, uh, my dad found out about it. He got really mad. He's just like, I'm going to teach you how to really fight. So he buys boxing gloves. This is his solution. This is true. I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> the lawless, lawless 90s. And he goes, I'm going to teach you how to really fight. So he gave every Thursday... Uh, we'd go into the garage and we'd fight each other with boxing gloves and helmets on. Uh, or on, you know, yeah, it was mostly on Thursdays or anytime he had a bad day at work. He's just like, it's time for some boxing lessons, Casey. <laughs> or anytime I was annoying, like, Dad, can I have a cell phone? Boxing lessons right now. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to lose some weight. People were talking about New Year's resolutions. That's something I'm trying to keep up with. I know it's, it, what is it, April now? I'm, I don't know. I, I get, maybe I can make it. Yeah. You ever go to McDonald's so much that the people that are, that, are, uh, that are working there start to recognize you? Because I have. <laughs> like I pulled up to the window and the guy was really nice. He's like, hey, how's it going, man? And I was thinking, not good. <laughs> Your friendship is my wake-up call. <laughs> like, I'd like to keep this relationship professional, if that's okay. I'm going to cut it there, but thanks so much for listening, you guys. This has been a lot of fun. Unsolicited comedy on the cuff, the cuff, by Casey Fields. Yay! Thank you for coming. I just I saw you, and I'm like, why not? You have a headliner right now, and she's incredibly exciting, and she's just going to go and go and go until until you're done, girl. You got plenty of time. Like, we're going to, wow! She's, I'm sorry, that was too high-pitched for people on the radio. I, 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 that was a problem. Um, I love you so much, and you're so talented, and I can't wait to see what you do tonight. Put your hands together, everybody, for Evelyn Erie Diamond! Yay! <laughs> It's funny, 90s, fuck you, okay? <laughs> fuck you. I look over at Matt and I'm like, fuck you, 90s. I grew up earlier than that, I'm not gonna say. Um, but you know my dad taught me how to ride a bike? He put me on the two-wheel bike and then he just fucking pushed me into a ditch. I was like, why'd you push me into the ditch? He goes, I didn't push you into the ditch. I pushed you down the street. There was a ditch at the end of the street. Why didn't you stop? I said, you didn't teach me how to do the fucking brakes yet. <laughs> in my head. I said that in my head. I didn't use the word fuck then. I was only five. But um, it wasn't until I was six. I... Uh, I'm sorry. I, you know what? A friend of mine got really mad at me today <laughs> because... She, 
Okay, I thought she said that she had just joined um, the online dating app Plenty of Fists. And... And I was like, that's so perfect for you because you're just big size queen. And then she was like, what the fuck do you think I just said? And I said, fists, they have that? That's rad. And she said it was fish. And then uh, I now have a a GoFundMe for uh, a new app I want to (laughs) start that is going to just revolutionize. I... Uh, I, I recently, I, I did one of those, um, those Ancestry.com tests things. Have you guys done this? You, you've done this. It's cool, right? It's kind of cool. Um, I found out, I found out I am, uh, I am, uh, I'm 30% uh, Irish, which is cool. Um, I'm, I'm 20% uh, German, right? And uh, I'm 50%, wow, my mom's a fucking liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns out, guy I thought was my biological dad, he's not related to me. What? Okay, listen. I realize that he's Mexican, and I should have figured it out. (laughs) But like the whole time, I was like, dude, I hit the lottery. I get all the white privilege, but I can roll my R's. Like, that's what I thought. Because... You know, I'd be the one that'd have to hail a cab and everything. I'm like, Dad, wait in the bushes. And <laughs> cash the checks. I um, yeah. So then, so then, so then this that happened, and then uh, I confronted my mom, and my mom, uh, she. This is what she said. This is what she said. Uh, she said uh, she countered with, uh, you know, DNA tests are usually wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and I was like, you should probably tell the police about that because they're like killing people and stuff. Um, it's true, and yeah, but okay, okay. And by the way, and by the way, I really think that the cops could be a lot cooler about the whole DNA thing. You know what I mean? Like, like, don't you think it'd be a little bit cooler if, if they were like, um, they were like, uh, uh, your DNA was all over the crime scene. You're going to prison for a long time. Side note, uh, you're also 60% Dutch. <laughs> so like you can join that Dutch prison gang, you know? <laughs> they, get, they let you whittle your own shoes, I think, actually. It's kind of... But only for 15 cents an hour. I, I know, you know, I, that's a bad tagline and I'm just going to stop doing it. That's what I've decided. And thank you guys for helping me with that decision. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. And the thing about, the thing about finding out that your dad's not your dad too is like, I, I realized that I totally know how Jesus felt. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But like I can prove my dad exists. Um, hi, Dad. I know you're listening. Um, you know I didn't look up. See, I. So I. Um, I'm glad you guys are having a good time. You guys are having a good time, right? You're having a good time. 
I good. Thank you. Thank you for um, I actually did a show. I did a show recently and um, some bitch yelped about it. <laughs> and I, I know that's sort of you can kind of tell what it didn't go well. I um, no, she she like the bad news is the bad news is that she um, did not like the show. And, um, but the good news is, the good news is that now I know how to spell abysmal. So that's really good because, because it has a Y in it and I would have never, I would have just kept putting it in the phone and it would, anyway, um, do you hate that when there's words that like you can't even spell it enough that they can, it happens to me a lot. Uh, I, I only have an AA, so I get it. Um, but I did know I do know who Kafka is, though, so that's cool. Yeah, I know that. That was awesome. I love that. That was really good. I um, I found there's something else. I went so I went down the Yelp rabbit hole, and I found something out. And I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, did you know that people Yelp about strip clubs? Did, do you know that? The fuck is that? I found out. Okay, okay. This is the best one. This is the best one. There's this fucking place in San Jose, right? It's called. It's called the Spearmint Rhino. Hands. Who's been there? Anybody? Oh my God, it's a franchise. Are you fucking kidding me? I didn't know that. I, f- first, first of all, first of all, the Spearmint Rhino? What, did he name it after his dick? What the fuck? That doesn't even make sense, right? Have you, any of you guys named your dicks, actually? Anybody named their penis? Anybody? You can say it. We're, it's, we're family now. We're family. And no, you? you? It was funny. You almost look like you raised your hand, but then you kind of like put it on your cheek. <laughs> Like, like you were almost there, dude. You were almost there. I no, I had an ex who named his penis. He named uh, he he named it Keith, actually. Um, after his brother. Um, hey, it apparently was a huge honor. You know what I mean? Like that's how much he loved his brother, and it could have been so much worse. Cause like his favorite person in the world is his mom. It's like like, no one's gonna suck a dick named Gladys, right? Like, first of all, it's a girl's name. I doesn't even it doesn't even make sense. Oh my god! I brought reviews though. I brought the reviews. Hold on, these are my two favorites. I picked them out. Okay, okay. Here's uh, okay. uh, First one, uh, David C. Is are you here? You here? As I hope he's listening. I really do. I really do. Uh, David C. This fucking douchebag. This guy. Uh, two stars. Two. Two out of five. Just so you know, Yelp has five. Five is tops. Five is like woo, and then two is like eh. So, um, okay. So this is what David writes. Uh, the girls are larger than average. <laughs> Dick, right? Uh, but if you pick wisely, you can get a two-for-one special in effect. Tasha is pretty nice, though. <laughs> what is that? 
That doesn't even make, that does not make sense to me. And then, but they commented back. They commented back. Okay. Uh, comment by Leah J of Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club in San Jose. Hi, David. Thank you for your feedback. We normally like to provide entertainment for men who actually like to use both hands. <laughs> Additionally, our rhino girl, Tasha, alone definitely deserves five stars. That was it. That was. This is my this is my favorite one though. This is my favorite. This is from Dustin S. Dustin, are you here? Dustin? <laughs> Dustin I hope he's listening. I his this is a fucking douchebag right here. This is a douche. If you want to know what a douchebag is, two stars again. Two stars. Uh, if you're looking for a real strip club, this isn't the place. Twenty dollar cover. Girls wear pasties, and you can't even slap their butt on the main stage. Even if you're dropping the most bills. Oh, Dustin, I'm sorry. I'm sorry they wouldn't let you do it on the main stage. What a fucking douchebag. <laughs> Asshole. I hope somebody spit in his drink. That's all I can say. Thank you, Pam. Oh, I swear. I, uh, I, I have, but I have, I have a couple of friends who, um, who actually came to me recently, and they're, they're, they're strippers, and, um, sorry, Ugh, sorry, uh, they're exotic dancers. Um, that's not air quotes. That's their legs. That's like what they do. <laughs> their legs, like that's, woo, like that's. They're good. They're really good. And um, they came to me recently, and they were like, uh, they were like, hey, have you ever thought about stripping? And um, I was like, for money. Mm, but um, I've drink and. Um, that's a side note. I so the, I was like maybe right maybe and 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 I was like what would my stage name be you know and they have really cool stage names they are uh, they're Lexus and Mercedes like ooh that's nice right it's really nice right and um, so I was thinking about mine you guys tell me what you think I will pretend like we're in a strip club and um, but you can't smack their butts I okay so here goes here goes here goes. And now coming to the main stage, give it up for Prius! Thank you! Fucking, fucking give it up for Pam Benjamin, man. Yes! If it had been pour some sugar on me, that was the only thing. That's my only critique. But here's the thing, here's the thing. Like, I will give you a sexy fucking lap dance, you know what I mean? But you better fucking recycle, you know? <laughs> like, that's my thing. Like, I, that's why, I just, I wanna leave a good carbon footprint, and I appreciate that, man. I really do, I really do. I, I'm sorry I said stripper. I'm sorry I said stripper. And you know, Pam, I want you to know something. You said earlier, you said I look like a witch. Uh, I prefer the term wizard, so. It's non. It's more non-gender specific, and I'm trying to be not use gender-specific words anymore. You know, I'm trying to clean it up, uh, which is how I realized recently that I should be calling my favorite sex position "reverse cow person," <laughs> right? Um, some of you look confused. 
few of you look a little confused. Uh, this is what it is. Uh, it is when the lady is on top, and uh, but instead of facing the guy's head, she is turned around in the other direction, uh, facing the camera. So <laughs> that's that's what it is. And thank you, Pam. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like this is a school play. My mom's in the back just going. <laughs> You're funny. Just so in case, in case anybody's wondering, Pam, Pam Benjamin is, not only is she really fucking funny, but she is the, the she is, she loves comedy so much. She's the biggest fan of comedy there is in this world. She really, like she'll start like a wave. Like she is, she fucking loves comedy, and that's why we love Pam. Um, I, uh, yeah, so who likes porno movies? Anybody like porno movies? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like them, actually. I don't. Here's why. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but they're super predictable. Have you noticed that? Like, what? Why? Right? And um, I was just thinking, like, it would be cool just to see one that had, like, a super good twist ending, you know? Um, like, I was thinking, like, what if M. Night Shyamalan did a porno movie? Right? It was, okay. Like, this is what I think it'll look like. This is what I think it'll look like. Okay. Okay. Ah! Oh, that was great! Oh, my God. He's been dead the whole time. <laughs> No wonder he's so stiff. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. It's his first porno, but I liked it a lot. I thought it was super good. I, so, how do you want me to just just what good yeah, keep? Tell I wow. <laughs> That's the second time someone said that to me. Um, it's and by the way, when you're giving a BJ, you feel tired fast. I don't know if anybody has done that. More on this side of the room, I'm thinking. But just because there's a couple ladies and a gay guy, but I don't. I'm not. No more genders. I'm sorry I said that to you guys. You guys probably also enjoy to give a blowjob. I'm so sorry. That was super rude. Oh, I hate myself. I, I don't know. I, I, I am a little shook up. I'm a little shook up, guys, uh, because I was walking down the street today, and this guy, he like, he threw me one of these gestures. Have you guys seen this one? Have you seen this one? Right? And I was just like, who gives a sideways blowjob, guys? The f what is that? That doesn't even make sense. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, I could watch TV while I gave one. That would be like super convenient for all of us, right? And uh, the guy, the guy who, the guy who did it, he was a Sikh. 
He was a Sikh. You guys know what a Sikh is? It's the guy with the turbans, right? And um, I just, I had this fantasy in my head. I'm like, what if I actually went back there and was like, all right, let's do this. You know what I mean? And like, so this is, this is what happened in my head. Uh, we went back to his place and um, like it started getting really freaky, right? It was getting really freaky. And, and then like he whips it out and then instead of a condom, he just pulls out like two strips of latex, you know, and just does one of these, just... Right? Just like, and then, like that. And that's gonna be so hot on the radio, I just realized. Right, you just imagine how great that joke was just now. I don't know. I, 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 I are there any couples? Is there any couples in here? Any couples in here? You guys, you, you guys are a couple? Nice. Um, um, I, do you groom? Is there grooming? Do you guys groom? <laughs> Never mind. I don't. Th I don't think this joke is gonna work. <laughs> and then the joke I was gonna do is like it's another f look joke, and then the radio, the people on the radio are gonna be like, "This chick is not funny." <laughs> and. And they won't know if I did a gesture or if I just pulled my boob out. They won't know. <laughs> but I'm going to end on this. I'm going to end on this. Um, this is Pam's favorite joke. Um, I, I, I want to share with you guys something. I want to share with you guys um, my favorite uplifting quote. Because, like, you know, it's a self-affirming quote. And um, I tell myself this all the time. Uh, I got this from, I was in second grade, and um, I got it off a, off a poster in my second grade class, and it was a little cartoon kitty hanging off a little cartoon branch, and it said, it said, hang in there, kitty, anonymous, and he's written so much stuff. Um, and here's the thing, especially for my comic friends, you know what I mean? If I see you guys out somewhere and it looks like you're struggling a little bit, you know what I mean? And you catch eyes with me from across the room and I do this. <laughs> that means you hang in there, kitty. You hang in there. You guys have been awesome. I'm Mary Diamond. Thank you very much. Mary Diamond, that was amazing. Hang in there, little kitty. Oh, I love it. Hang in there. This has been a pretty awesome show. <laughs> I'm really excited because I've been laughing. I'm like, ha, ha. And then the people on the online, I know they're laughing with me. And I didn't laugh too hard into a microphone, so I don't sound like a cackling witch. <laughs> we went to that earlier. Sometimes it's like, oh, oh, she's laughing a little too hard. But it was, it was I promise it's genuine. Like I try to, 
It's the love that I have for cats is like the love I have for comedians. And it's like, follow me, it's like a vibration. It's like cats and comedians are on the same vibration, right? Like they've got their own strengths and weaknesses and they're fuzzy at times and endearing, but also sometimes mean and spiky. And you just have to like ride the vibrations as if, but it isn't like surfing. It's like skim wave. Remember when you throw the thing and you and you just. <laughs> I hope people microdose and listen to this show tonight. That would be microdose, macrodose. Here, I'll leave you guys with this. This is like a pro tip. There's a new thing out there called moon rocks. Be very careful. I took my fingernail and I scraped a moon rock and then I didn't. I was like, usually I'd snort this shit, but I couldn't because there wasn't enough, so I put it in my mouth and then I lost six hours. And thank God, thank God I have good enough friends that I showed up in my own bed with my boyfriend. There was there were many, there were many hours that I was not aware of. But please be careful if you guys come across the moon rocks, honestly. Like seriously, kiss it. Like if they give you the rock, just kiss it. Don't even, I scraped the tiniest bit off. I went to Burning Man three times in the early thousands and this shit blew my mind. This is like a PSA for people. I'm not fucking with you. If you're, I'm 44. It's called Moon Rocks and it comes in a rock. It's MDMA, but it comes in a rock like, it comes in a rock like a diamond, like an uncut diamond, like, like fucking um, remember that movie? You're, some people are too young. You remember when um, they took it? He took the coal and he put it in his hand. And um, Richard Pryor was in that movie, and it was Superman. And they put it in his hand. He's like, "It's a diamond." Okay, so it looks like the diamond that crunched out of his hand. So someone put it in my hand, and they're like, "Oh, take a little drugs." And I barely. And I'm a person who's taken a lot of drugs, right? And I barely scrape a little bit with my fingernail. I mean, I looked at it, I was like, this is nothing. Like, I can't even snort it. What am I going to do? So I ate it, and I lost. I mean, thank God I have good friends, you guys. I, I, it was, I lost, I didn't, I lost language for four hours. People were excited. They're like, oh, she can talk again. That's good. Like, it was, it was like, I'm just saying, if you're, if you're over 40 and you know cool children, be very careful with the moon rocks. Just kiss it. If they give you the rock, just go like this. And then you're going to get high enough. I promise you. I'm serious. It's You guys. Don't fuck with moon rocks. I'm sorry. I just, I was like, what? I mean, it was crazy. I mean, if I would have, if, if I could, I mean, if I had a videographer, it'd be fun to see what happened during those six hours. But it's just not even there. There's nothing there. And I'm an experienced drug user, so I'm like these millennial kids. Like, I hate them, but they're also so cool because what kind of fucking shit? Like, I thought I'd take enough acid. I'm like, oh, my third door's been open. Thanks for the doors of perception, Aldous Huxley. Thanks, buddy. Like, I walked through it. I got it. No, I don't. Like, what? They're just careful, everybody. For the love of God. Thank you guys so much for being here tonight. That was a PSA. This has been Pam Tess's Comedy Clubhouse. You guys have been amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Everybody have a beautiful night. Bye-bye. Yay!
Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is Darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Yeah. 
Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. <laughs> don't know anything about it. Sorry. All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your review. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, 